So be yourself. So be yourself. So be yourself. My name's Mike, a misguided wannabe philosopher with flawed logic. And I'm your host. Join me on a bizarre journey to absolutely nowhere as I discuss random, unrelated topics incoherently. Who writes this shit? What's happening, people? Got a listener request from MDC down in Texas. Shout out to you, buddy. I appreciate you listening. Um... He wants to know a little bit about me, like a little bit about my background. So this one's for you, buddy. Um, I kind of talked about it a little bit in the early episodes as far as what I learned about myself um, podcasting and the things that taught me or exposed to me, the flaws that I have. So I don't remember how far I went into my background with that. I'll try to do it here. I'm not really good at talking about myself. This is the third or fourth time talking about it. And I went off onto um, how people shouldn't go after child support. So I've started to re-record it because I want to do, I want to do MDC justice and let them know who I am, let everybody know who I am, but it kind of is who I am. I'm just a fucking idiot who rambles I think I'm cool. I'm probably not. I don't drink anymore. Reason why is because I was a monster when I drank. I I uh, I don't have many friends left because I was a I was a terrible, belligerent drunk, and I didn't drink every day. I only drank you know once or twice a month, but I was like a binge drinker. I'd get blackout drunk. And I changed as a person. I can see where the story of uh, Jekyll and Hyde was written because the guy, I can't remember who's who, Dr. Jekyll is a nice, mild-mannered guy. Um, But once he drinks his elixir, he becomes a a monster. And that's who I was. That's who John Bonham was, the drummer for Led Zeppelin. That's what they say. Nicest guy sober was 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 a tyrant when he was drinking, and that's what I was. And uh took me a long time to realize that, but I have, and hopefully I can I can produce a better produce better results moving forward. That's all I can do. So there's that. Um I'm a huge Bingle fan, man. We're gonna talk about the Bengals a lot. Maybe not a lot. I don't want to overdo it. I'm not a huge football fan. I don't watch football all weekend. I mean, I'll watch here and there, but I only watch the Bengals. I, I, that's the one I don't miss. The rest, I can take it or leave it. I like boxing. I've been a boxing fan my whole life. I don't watch it so much anymore. It's more niche these days, and it's harder to come across, so I don't really seek it out. Um. I grew up a baseball fan. I played baseball. I was decent. I had some looks in high school, but I wanted to party, and that was that. So I I have an athletic background a little bit, but I'm overweight, so you wouldn't know it 
right now, and but I still feel it like in my head, even though I'm 46 years old and haven't done anything active in 20 years. <laughs> so I've been throwing disc golf, and in my head I'm like, dude, I, because I, I, I always had a good arm. It's, it's the first thing anybody ever noticed about me. Always, wherever I played, whatever I threw, man, look at that arm, man. I, I had a good arm, had a cannon. I wasn't a pitcher, man, but I can, I can throw. I was a catcher and a third baseman. Um, so I get out there and try to throw these disc golfs and, or these, uh, discs for disc golf. And, uh, well, there's a whole different mechanic to it. First of all, second of all, I haven't jerked my body around like that in so long, just the motion of throwing I'm sore. Um, but I'm learning, I'm getting better. I've been out practicing in a park, in a field, so I'm going later today. Hopefully I can throw these discs a little straighter than I have been. I've been playing with some guys evidently who are pros, and here I am. This is like my third time out and can't play for shit. And they're taking it seriously, and I'm just trying to learn. So I don't know. It's a little bit about me, man. I can't remember if I've mentioned this in this uh, effort of this recording or not because I've done this three or four times because like, I keep going off into left field, man. Uh, I'm a single parent. I have a 15-year-old son i don't collect child support here's where i went off in left field before um i don't think anybody should collect child support if you can prevent it i didn't want to get caught up in that bureaucracy i didn't want the headache i didn't want the prying eyes into my life and it was it was a carrot i hung out in front of my son's mother that i did get custody she's my ex-wife we were married uh that divorce wrecked me not she didn't get any possessions or even custody it just i, I didn't want to go through a divorce um, it taught me a lot of lessons in life. Um, I don't know, man. I, you know, here I was going to go even further in the left field because one of the lessons I learned is women are incapable of love in the way a man is. We understand love a different way. And I'm glad I'm not, I'm glad I'm divorced. I, I have a much better thing going on right now in life. I have a, I have a girlfriend. That's not the thing I was talking about. I was just talking about life in general. Um, I've been with my girlfriend for eight years. She's a, a million times better person than what I married. What I married is, uh, strung out on drugs and just up to no good right now. So I was never going to collect anything from her, even if I went after it. And one of the thoughts that I've heard about that is, well, you can collect the state to pay it and the state will go after her. Well, why do I want to fucking do that? The state has to get it from somebody. I don't know. I just didn't want all the headache. I didn't want that in my life and I didn't need it. I had too much pride. I didn't need her help. Now I did need help. My mom's helped out more than I could ever put into words, but I didn't need his mom's help. That's the fucking point. And one of the lessons that I learned during that process is that women are, we don't love the same. Every great love story is written by a man. Every great love story. Or at least in the classical type sense, you know, things are changing these days. But that's only, that's for different reasons, not for love. They don't love the same way. They don't have the loyalty that men do they didn't they didn't have to they didn't that didn't have to evolve in them the way it did in men that's why women cheat i'm telling you man and i'm speaking in general terms but i anybody any any 25 year old out there right now 
look at your circle of friends. Do you know any of those females who haven't cheated? Because when I was 25, I didn't know not one. I still don't know not one. Maybe my mom, and let's not forget, she's a woman too. I'm telling you, man. I'm just saying, in general terms, that's pretty much been a, a fucking maxim in my life. Women cheat, dude. It's the the view of of the dynamic between men and women is so twisted. It's not even funny. So this is long before any kind of red pill content. I got red pilled on my own. I was already kind of a red pill type of person before but I got red pilled on my own I come to these realizations on my own because I think about things I like to think I think about things come to find out I'm just a fucking thinking idiot but you know at least I'm, at least the wheels are turning up there <laughs> so yeah I'm a uh, single parent I, and I bring that up because I want people to know that it's possible you know the law is tipped in the woman's favor but you can do things, and if you have to play dirty, play dirty. Um, I, I'm all for it, man, because you are you already behind the eight ball when it comes to divorce and custody and things like that. So, and you can look down on me, think I think I'm a piece of shit for manipulate being for. I say I manipulated his mom, but look, man, she's on drugs. She's doing other things. She doesn't have a house. And this has been going on as far as I know for since we divorced. I'm still in contact with my ex's sister, who's a decent person. And and she has kids who are my son's age. So that's his cousins. They hang out from time to time. And um, so I did the right thing. And you can, too. It's not impossible, man. I, I don't know. I just kind of want to put put that out there. I'm not trying to talk down on anybody. That's not who I am. I've never talked down on her to my son or anything like that. As much as I wanted to, man. When we got a divorce, we had to go to a class. I forget exactly what it was about. I think it was a divorce. If you, have, if you are divorced with children, you had to go to this class. And in this class, I mean, it was a whole group of people, 50 people. And I stood right up and said that I'm going to tell my son about his mother as soon as he's old enough. And I never did. And the whole class looked at me and you can't do that. But I was in there with mothers who cheated on their baby's baby daddy. I mean, I don't know. That's my experience and my perception. I'm sure a lot of you will tell me I'm wrong, but think about it. I don't know many women who haven't cheated. I, I man, I, and I, I know I'm putting myself out there by saying that, but change my mind. That's all. Change my mind. Malleable Mike means I means I am um, not. I don't have it. I don't hold firm beliefs. Not many. There's some.
like I said, this is about the third or fourth time I've recorded this because when, when I start talking about myself, then I forget what I've said. And then I say something, I'm like, I shouldn't say that. So I start over no matter how far I am into it. Cause I, when I do the editing on these podcasts, man, it, it will hang me up. So I've learned not to edit so much. Um, so if I've recorded 20 minutes and I don't like the last thing that I said, I'll start over. So I forget what I've said. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like I'm a cool person, man. I, 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 I've, I, I've always gotten that vibe from people. Um, but like I said, I've pushed so many people away from my, um, behavior my glutton glutton behavior i've been a selfish motherfucker i don't have any problem with anybody being selfish as long as as long as it can be a benefit to those around you and being selfish does have that benefit in some ways or some oftentimes many ways I was into conspiracy theories for a long time but then i learned that um the people the 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 information is one thing but the people who are investigating it like if you go on conspiracy forums and things like that man that's toxic most of them and uh so i try not to let that shit influence me but a byproduct of that is that there's a lot of that type of information that i miss because it's just toxic and I, I don't I don't belong to groups like Facebook. I've only recently gotten Twitter because only because of this podcast, um, because of shit like that man. all that toxicity. I don't need it in my life. I don't need the news. I don't look at current events under a microscope anymore. And my life's been better because of it. So I, I know what's going on, but. If it's if it's not really that important to me, which is one thing, what's important to me may be less important to somebody else and vice versa. I just have my views and my perception and I kind of want to share it. And I don't mind talking about myself. I'll put it all out there. Problem is that it's not just my story. There's people who are involved. Like I'll talk to you about the shit that's going on with me and my girlfriend. Um but she probably doesn't want that. I wish she would join me on this podcast. She's fucking hilarious. And she's a people person. I'm not really a people person anymore. But she is. like She, she attracts people and she's fucking hilarious. But we don't, we're not without our issues. And But I let her know, man. I'm straight up and honest with her about how I feel about things. She knows that I think that women are... Um, got to keep your eye on them and she accepts it she loves me she loves me to death so all you uh migtow guys out there i don't know man i think all that's bullshit too we i know exactly what you want i'm a human being just like you some of it's not not all of it's bullshit that's not really what i meant to say i just meant i think that a lot i think that we have a group mentality where there's not many individuals out here thinking and it's easy to, um, it's easy to herd people. And 
I've got the same ideals as most of you MGTOW and red pill people. Uh, but I'll just make it work within my life. I want to get laid. I've got a girlfriend. It's nice to have a companion. I don't live with her. I doubt we'll ever live together. I'll take that from from the tenets of red pill. I think that's a good thing. But it helps out with our relationship, too. It makes our relationship kind of unique. We only see each other a couple hours a week. We've been together eight years. We did try to live together once. It didn't work out. So there's ways to... Um, I don't know, man. You you don't have to be fucking miserable in your life. So that's kind of who I am, man. I, I've I, I, I've dug many holes for myself, and I've always gotten out, pretty much. I went through a divorce, lost a house, didn't care about my my credit or anything. Filed bankruptcy two years ago, and just two or three days ago was was informed that I've pretty much been pre-approved for a, a mortgage. I've been pre-approved. I can get a better rate if I do a couple of things within 30 days. So within 30 days, I will be pre-approved for a home loan. Two years after filing bankruptcy. Shit's possible. I'm a single parent in Ohio raising my kid. I get laid when I want. I have a girlfriend and I don't live with her. I'm cocky. But I keep that at bay. Like People I work with don't know that. I'm, I'm, I'm very reserved. I pick and choose my situations unless I've been drinking. That's why I don't drink. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm not anything special. I can sum it up right to you right now, buddy. I'm not anything special, MDC. I thought that I had a unique perspective on the world. Come to find out it's not all that unique. But it's not well known. And so I don't mind kind of trying to be a voice to provoke some thought. As misguided, as ill-informed as it is. Man, correct me when I'm wrong. Hit me up on Twitter. All right, so... I was talking to a friend recently. He's a minority. Um, I, I wrote all this stuff down. This is the only thing I read, I'm going to read pretty much in any episode because this is really touchy subject. I don't want to fuck it up. Um, I had to stop and get this note because I was just going to try to f fly off the top of my head, but I don't want to, I don't want to offend anybody. So I was talking about uh, buying a house and I had a, fr I have a friend who's, who's a minority. He's black um, and I want to say that I avoid the term African-American. I just feel that the establishment can or could, if ever needed, turn that against you by calling you African first and American second. You understand? Um, therefore, like a, a second class citizen without uh, constitutional protections. That's what I wrote down. Um so I hope that doesn't offend anybody. If I use the term black, I avoid African-American because I'm not trying to uh, paint a picture. I'm not trying to paint anybody into a corner. And I think that that term can. So um, if I say black, it's not as an I don't mean to offend. I just think, you know, 
I'll keep talking about it and let's get off of it. Um, So here, I'll just I'll just read the whole thing that I wrote. So just so I'm clear and got this out there, if you are a a minority, particularly black. And then I even wrote, I avoid the term African-American. I just feel the establishment can or could, if ever needed, turn that term against you by calling you African first and American second, therefore a second class citizen without constitutional protections. You can't trust the government in any way. If that were true, if that's a true statement, which it is, then it's fair to be suspicious of the term African-American. That's all. I mean, in any way, if you're black and looking to buy a house, um, now is the time. This is what I want to say, man. If you're a minority or black looking to buy a house right now is the time because you can use the current situation in your favor. The system's set up to fuck with you every chance you get. You get you on, you get very few opportunities to fuck back, and this is one of them, man. If you're black and you want to buy a house right now is the time, and you find yourself a social justice warrior who wants to champion your home ownership. Because they say that there's been some shady shit going on in the in the real estate agents in the real estate market where black people aren't shown the houses that they qualify for and things like that. So right now is the perfect time. Right now is the perfect time. You'll get you a home loan and you'll get the house you want and get you a, get you a real estate agent who wants to champion that. They're out there. Take advantage of the situation, man, because they take advantage of you and me. I mean, we all get taken advantage of some more than others. And so kick back. I hope that wasn't offensive. I hope I hope I hope I described what I'm trying to describe better. All right, guys. So I'm gonna end this one right here. Shout out to MDC from Texas. Shout out to all of Texas. Got a few listeners down there. Shout out to all the listeners. Man, we're 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 um making some progress here. I really appreciate it. Remember, you can hit me up at Twitter at poverty pays twice without the E. I'll put it in the description. I don't know if it's a link. I don't think it is, but it'll be there. Poverty pays twice without the E in poverty. I'll be back soon with more. I don't know what I'll talk about. Um probably just a bunch more bullshit nonsense. You know I'm going to tell you, don't let your meat loaf. Uh-huh.